What's up and welcome to the fourth episode of Not Your Average Gaming Podcast. My name is Ben and I am joined here by the lovely Tyler Landry. Hey, what's up? Thanks for doing my last name, Ben. <laughs> <sighs> it's fine. Yeah, it's no big deal. Um, um, well, happy holidays. Happy holidays. It is Christmas Eve when we are recording this podcast. Merry Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. <laughs> you got any plans for the holidays? Yeah, actually, today, after I uh, finish recording with you, I'm going to go spend some time with my family. I'm going to pick up my brother from where he's at right now, and um, we're going to go to my grandmother's. That's dope. Do you guys have, like, any, like, tr- like, do you guys do the same thing every year, or does it just kind of vary? So, every year, it's uh, Christmas Eve at my dad's mother's house, and then on Christmas Day, it's at my mother's mother's house. Okay. So my Nana, because I'm Portuguese, and my Grandma, because my dad's from Alabama. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, how about you? Any family traditions? Um, ever since my job has taken over my life, I we had traditions. I was a big church goer, but we don't really do that anymore. But uh, I think this year my brother and me... Uh, and his and my sister-in-law are flying up from North Carolina on the day after Christmas, and they're gonna spend a couple of days with us. Uh, we're going to my grandparents' house. We're gonna do a lot of like fun Christmas games while they're up, just just hanging out, just spending time with the family. Hey, that sounds like a good a good idea. So you know, it's him. This season is really about, like, spending time with family and giving and stuff. So we figured we'll still do a Christmas Eve episode for you guys. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. What are you playing right now, bud? What am I playing? Well, as we as everyone knows, Chris is in Florida. That doesn't exist. Oh, Chris is in Disney. Chris is in a faraway land that is its own country, <laughs> surrounded by an area that I don't believe in. Anyways. <laughs> Chris is in Disney, um, but Saturday night, both of us started the Gears franchise co-op. Played with my fucking heart. He had to leave on Sunday to Florida, so I haven't had the chance to play any rest of Gears 1. We've only finished, like, two chapters. Oh, wow. So you're, like... I'm, like, dying to play it, but I can't disrespect Chris like that and continue the campaign. Yeah, that would, uh... That'd be a hard play. Plus, it, it's it's an experience when you do a co-op game with me and Chris. It's an experience. I've hung out with you guys long enough to know you guys are, are rowdy, ready, but... <laughs> but yeah, I, I played <laughs> Gears for one day until he comes back on Sunday. And then uh, I had Madden 20, so I've been playing a lot of that. I started... Your cousin, I decided to... Uh, Give him a present and start a franchise with his 49ers. <laughs> oh my so, god, he must have been like... He was very, very happy with me. He was extremely happy. He didn't He didn't know how to contain his excitement. And they have Jimmy Garoppolo as a starting quarterback in that game, correct? Yeah. That's, so yeah, he's, yeah. he's happy. <laughs> but I've been playing Madden 20. I play, uh, I've been playing some Diablo. I already beat that. Uh, um, you beat it twice because you were New Game Plus last time, right? Yeah, I was in the Paragon levels, but I'm just, I kind of wore myself out with it. Yeah. 
I wore I, myself out a little, so I'm taking a little bit of a break so I can gear back up and just grind more. Because I have two more characters, like I said last week. Oh, yeah, you did say that. I have the wizard and... Dude, play the wizard. It's so fun. Man. I love the wizard. The wizard's oh, fun. It's so easy to play, dude. It's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? So, I haven't had much time for gaming this past week. Um, I've only played a couple games of League of Legends, maybe like five. I've been maining jungle, as I always do. Um, recently, with new patches on League, uh, jungle doesn't feel like a very strong role right now, but it's my main role. I can play that in top lane. But my best champion has always been Jarvan. So I've been playing a lot of Jarvan jungle. I've been playing a lot of Echo jungle because that's currently, or as far as I checked last game I played, Echo was like the number one pick for the jungle role. And it is so easy to 100 to 0 people, dude. It's so easy. You literally just, you build your um, blue jungle item, which is the uh, AP build one. Um, it's Runic Echoes. And then you build Protobelt and Lich Bane. And you just, by the time you have those three items, you can basically, any AD carrier, anybody who has no armor or magic resist, will just die instantly. That's so, awesome. Oh yeah, dude, I had so much fun playing I I played like League like once when I was in middle school. I didn't really get into it. I, plus, plus in middle school, I had a very shitty computer that would barely run the game. Yeah, you need like a decent computer to play League now. It's, it's actually well, okay. gone through a lot of updates. Yeah. There's new things like um, they have alcoves on the side of top lane and bot lane now. The jungle is the same as it was before, but the dragons have um, a different effect, and you get two Rift Heralds spawns instead of one, which is really good for early game if you want to take power plates or gain advantages. So I've been playing a lot of that, trying to get accustomed to the new patch and uh, get better at the game. I've been playing since the beta, like I said, so I, I'm very on and off of the game. Uh, sometimes I really like it, sometimes I really just don't, and I have to take a break completely. But yeah, that's oh, what yeah, I've been oh, Believe yeah. me. Yeah, man, it's... Believe me, I get burned out from games. I do, too. Sometimes my brain just <laughs> gets fried and I need, like, two days off or something. Well, as you know, I'm out of work for the next, like, six to eight weeks because I tore my fucking meniscus. Hey, so... man, that's a, that's a lot of time to watch the Bruins. <laughs> it is a lot of time to watch the Bruins, but I just... Like, I thought I'd never say this, but I, I'm losing my mind. I need to get back to work. I'm losing it. Like, no, I, yeah. I thought I'd never say that. Like, being home, like, it sounds cool, like, being home from work and not having to worry to go to work, and then, like, you have all this time to play video games. There's only so many video games you can play before you're like, I need to go home, I need to go back to work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You need, so you need, like, your personal time, and then you need your work time where you feel like you're contributing to your own livelihood. Yeah. I feel like that's a good balance for you, too. You know, you'll get back there, but, I mean, in the meantime, Kind of enjoy this time off while you have it. I try, yeah, yeah. More time, maybe spend more time with family or something. It is the holidays, it's being Christmas. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's get into game news, Benjamin. Let's do it. I really haven't. I've been ser uh, servicing Twitter the past, like, I go through Twitter every day. Of course. <laughs> you can see my tweets there about um, buttholes and such things. <laughs> Shrek, but, probably. Yes, you do have a weird obsession with Shrek. It's not an obsession, it is a lifestyle. Shrek is love, Shrek is life. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait till you see my Christmas sweater. It's not Shrek related, but it is something you love. I can't wait. I need to see this. I almost wore it too. But, to show you. there haven't been much. 
Well, gaming. Um, I know Ghost of Tsushima and P- uh, they just put out a free theme for the PS4. Yeah, actually, I heard about that. It's supposed to be like a pretty cool theme too. Yeah, I'll get it. I think I'll get it up. It's freaking amazing. It looks good. Well, while you do that, I'm going to talk about another uh, little piece of news. So, Redbox is having issues with their renting. Um, side of their industry. Oh, I heard about that. As far that. as gaming goes, not movies, because their bulk of um their income is from their movie rentals, but their gaming rentals have gone down significantly since, like, you know, things came out as digital downloads with the PS Market, the Xbox One, and stuff like that. So what they're doing now, and this is actually good for gamers, if you want to get a game from Redbox from now on, oh, wow, that actually looks amazing. Yeah. So if you want to get a game from Redbox, they're selling them now. They're not renting them out anymore. What is it, like dirt cheap? Dirt cheap. So here's some of the games, like, here's just three. So Marvel's Spider-Man is out for $10. Death Stranding is out for $25. (sighs) And Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the new one, is $30. Wow, these, uh, you could get these games for 65 bucks. That's pretty much the price. This, This is half the price, if not a quarter of the price. So if you're looking to get some games right now around the holiday season, you could get three new, pretty much three new games for the price of one new game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If, I mean, unless it just came out last week, but I mean, even Death Stranding, that only came out what? That came ago? out in November. Yeah, a month ago. And that's $25. That's unheard of for a video game, That which is that good, too. Death Stranding's an amazing I need to get it. <laughs> get it through Redbox, I'm telling you. I need to get it. It's... So... <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, get it through Redbox. It's cheap. Yeah. It's cheap. So if you're looking to get any cheap games real quick right now, go through Redbox, pick up what they got, because I'm pretty sure this is, uh, this kind of looks like they're walking away from gaming. They're going to stick to their movie side, and you probably won't be able to rent games to them anymore. Um, yeah, because you got companies like GameStop, Amazon. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, you know the deal. You work for, like, the Postal Service. You know how things work. <laughs> Everybody's ordering through the mail, or they're just digital downloading. It's just not worth it anymore to rent a game. The amount of Amazon that I've delivered in the past year is absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. I, I believe that. It's, There's it's, a truck down your street right now. <laughs> just, is there really? Yeah, I literally had to drive around it because the dude was like half in the street, half in a driveway. But, um, so another little piece of news, Ben. The Witcher series on Netflix. Yes, I have not had the chance to watch it. Um, well, neither have I. But the reviews. Have you read any of this? I haven't read the reviews, but I know I've heard about the reviews, and they're phenomenal. Oh yeah, people are loving it. Henry Cavill, who played Superman in the DC um, movie series, uh, as far as Batman vs Superman and Man of Steel, and what was the other one he played? Oh, Justice League. Yeah. So. Those three movies, he was an amazing actor, I felt, as Superman. He lo- he was already jacked, mind you. But apparently, he got twice as jacked for the role <laughs> of Geralt. <laughs> and he ripped through his costumes a couple times because of how buff he is now. Yep, I heard about that. That's Which is so cool. That's and, hot. <laughs> pretty hot, I'm not going to lie. So, <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. Um, a lot of my friends who've watched the show, they said it's really good, and you'll probably binge watch it in two days if you really have the time, because that's how good it is. That's awesome. But also, you had some news about Mark Hamill? In this yeah, show. I read on Twitter, IGN posted that Mark Hamill jokingly said he's down to play Vesemir, the experienced witcher who 
acted as a father figure to Geralt. Wow. I don't know if it's true, but it was posted by, I, like, I don't know if he was actually joking or if he's serious. Mark Hamill's down to play a lot of roles. Mark Hamill is Mark Hamill, so. Yeah, uh, he's voice actor the Joker, he's Luke Skywalker, he's a bunch of things. Mark Hamill will, I feel like he's one of those people that just loves what he does and is willing to experience new things. And he's also kind of nervous. And it's Mark Hamill. Who yeah. doesn't like Mark Hamill? Oh, no. You can't not like Mark Hamill. If you don't like Mark Hamill, get the hell out of my yeah, face. Hold on. If you don't like Mark Hamill, just stop listening to this fucking podcast. Please. <laughs> I, we, you know, we invite you. Never listen to this podcast again. Yeah, we recommend it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that is gaming news. So, as far as what we wanted to do this week, Ben, we wanted to talk about our favorite gaming series and what we think makes a gaming series a gaming series. So I'm talking like first game to like last game and like what what direction we think really you know follows a good gaming series. So do you want to start off or would you like me to? I will start off. Thank you very much. Um I don't know if people have noticed I have an obsession with the Uncharted games. Yes you do. And there's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong. If you have a like I said with about Mark Hamill, if you have a problem with Uncharted, thank you. (laughs) We love the haters. We love them. (laughs) But yeah, that's one of my all-time favorite game series ever. Yeah, is Uncharted. So take us through the first game. What made the first game so good for you? What was different about it? It was just. The story I've never had. I've never played a game other than it. Kind of reminded me of uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, definitely get some real Indiana Jones vibes. <laughs> it's like Indiana Jones, but it's it's not like Indiana Jones because no whip, <laughs> no Nazis, no whip, no not. Is well, it technically in the? It's kind of. It's the first one. I think the first one has Nazis. Does it? I swear to God, I think the first one has Nazis. It's been so long, dude. I yeah, I haven't played it. It's been a while, but um, I just love Nolan North. Yeah, you've mentioned that a million times. Millions of times I've mentioned Nolan North. But I just love the combat. I love the the scenery of the game. is beautiful. The traverse, how you get around the story itself, and... As far as the story, what made the story in the first one so good for you? You know? Like, what really brought that game together for you? A moment where you were just like, whoa, this game's good. Um, The Hunt. The Hunt. The Hunt. Alright, so when you were going through and you eventually got to this uh, this part of the story where The Hunt was, what, what was, like, the best part of The Hunt for you? I, it was just The Hunt of trying to get, um... Every just to f- beat, was it? Because who is the? F- I haven't played this game in forever. Go ahead, look it up. It's no, no big deal, man. I'm, you know. Um, I know the game has a like a, a very large following now because from where it started, it kind of honestly just took off very fast after. You know, oh hell yeah. yeah! Naughty Dog did an amazing job with this game series, not I just, just game. Just I like the Naughty whole... Dog in general as a company. I feel like they put out a lot of good games. Um, Uncharted is probably is their best game. Um, 
probably most certain about that. They probably made the most money off of it. And let's face it, who doesn't like Nathan Drake? Um, uh, they're in the first one. They're in the search of the lost treasure of El Dorado. Oh, okay, yeah, I do. That's what it was. Yeah. So I'm not a huge player of Uncharted. I've only played, I think, the um, I think I played the the third and the the fourth one. Yeah, Uncharted Four, because I got the third. That one. one's fantastic. I forget which one came to the PS4, but I played that one. It was. Uh, it was four. It was four. Yeah, I got that one, and I played three prior to that because I really liked it. But so the best part of one for you was like the hunt of all the treasure. Yeah, and just. I platinum one and two. Oh wow! Yeah. So transitioning into two, um, what direction do you think they made on improvements? Maybe things they didn't improve, or you know what what made that transition smooth? Uh, um, kept it a good game. Keep it like simple words. They went. They kept the same path. Like they're hunting for another treasure in the second. Yeah, so same story basis. Still so same basis they go through. <clears throat> Sorry. No worries. They go through, um... Oh, my God. It's too early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't know. I forget. So it's basically the same thing. They're hunting for treasure again. And, you know, there's obviously some end goal at the end of the game. But what changed as far as the game? Was it gameplay? Was it graphics, mechanics that were in in the previous game that got added? Like some games will add like vehicles in their game as a new mechanic for players to experience while they're going through the story mode. Um. um okay, I pulled it up. There you go. Ah, uh, they. It's Nathan Drake. It's Sully, and it's Elena Fisher, who's a reporter, and then Sully's just his mentor. They have to, they are looking for the Sintamani Stone in Shambhala. 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 There <laughs> it is. And it's basically they're going through, it's basically like one where they're just, there's the head evil guy that yeah. you're fighting. They have to fight him. They have to fight all of his accomplices and uh, brutes yeah. to get to it. And it they they really stayed on track the whole throughout the whole series. They they didn't do anything drastic where it would shake up the audience so you what think, they created. So you think the story was just captivating in each game? I just think yeah, it was it kept me hooked. Because I bought when I played them originally, I played them for the PS3, and then they came out with the Nathan Drake collection for PS4, which had one through three. I played those in one sitting. Wow. So you kind of just... One absorbed, or two sittings. You absorbed all that. Yeah. I. That was dangerous. <laughs> that was dangerous. Were there any mechanics you kind of remember from um, one of the games that felt different from a prior game in the series that really just you know felt was a better or worse improvement well, four four what was something you felt was different i mean they pretty much stayed the same but it was just the fact that one through three were all on the ps3 yeah and then four came onto the ps4 oh okay so they i think they what's it they included like a whip 
Like, oh, not yeah, a yeah, yeah. I remember They that. had that now in four. They didn't have that in the first three games. I didn't even know that. Like I said, I've only played three and four. I've never played one and two. Yeah, it's. I'd check it out. I, I'll even let you borrow the Nathan Drake collection. Okay. I love Uncharted. It's great. From what I've played of it, obviously. But, yeah. Um, I'm just a big story guy. Yeah, that makes sense. Because you did come from, like, playing different games. Like, even Call of Duty, I feel like the old ones had, like, a great story. And those were some of your favorite games. Grand Theft Auto, obviously, has, like, a funny-ass story in each one. World at War was my favorite story, basically. Oh, my God. Call World of Duty. War was so freaking good. Were you, like, Be- is it Black Ops where your brainwash or is it World at War? Where no, it was Black Ops. Okay, so what was World at War's story? World War Two. Oh yeah, it was World War Two. Okay, for, I didn't know. If, well, I didn't know if they did something weird with it because you know how Call of Duty changes things, like like Advanced Warfare. It's like the future. Yeah, and Kevin Spacey is like the president. <laughs> I'm just like what? What? So Uncharted was your favorite gaming series? Yes. Okay, that's awesome, man. I really like that series. I think you know, I'll definitely check out the other games if you're willing to let me borrow them. Oh, yeah, I have an overabundance of games, and there's only so many games I can play at once. Yeah, you're looking pretty uh, pretty gamed out this week. I am. I need to find something else to do. I just met with... Knitting? No, I just met... Like, I had my consult with the surgeon uh, yesterday, and he told me I have to... Even before the surgery, I have to get on, like, a bike and just work the muscle. Oh, okay, like uh, exercise bike sort of thing. Yeah. What do you recommend, like, 30 minutes a day? Yeah, he said don't go too hard. He want he just um he just wants me not to be tight. Yeah. Tight looking boy guy. Dance. But yeah, I need to find a I need to find a hobby that doesn't consist of like video games and because I'm overburdening myself. Hey man, take a little break. Take like a, a week off of video games or something. Oh, I know I can't do that. No. I <laughs> I can take like maybe a day, day and a half. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, it's I'm starting to get burnt out, and I can see it in myself. It's all right, man. All right, well, I'm gonna transition into my favorite game series. Oh boy, can I see this coming? <sighs> my favorite game series of all time is Dark Souls. Saw that coming. <laughs> so the Soul series originated with Demon Souls, which is a very similar theme to Dark Souls. Demon Souls was a medieval-esque sort of game where the world had reached an apocalypse state. There were demons coming from uh, wherever they came from, and they were invading whatever land it was. I don't remember. I'm not a genius. I can't just remember things like that. <laughs> so the point of the game is to get through collecting the souls of like these greater demons and stuff, and Basically, you're trying to save this like little, uh, this, this other little like safe haven that you're in. Um, I don't remember Demon Souls because it was so long ago, but I will go into Dark Souls. So Dark Souls, the world is basically um, ended. It's 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 ended. It, everybody is like undead. So people are going insane, and you know the only one that's really got his mind left is you, and maybe like a couple other people in the world, which I mean. That's even arguable that anybody else in the world has their mind. Uh, so you have to go through and fight the Lord of Cinders, um, being these four greater um, greater Lord, Lords of Cinder. Um, I can't remember their names, but basically collect their souls, um, 
and either restore the balance to the world, bringing light back into the world. I think it's light back into the world, or by giving yourself up. Or you can become the darkness that's in the world and make the world completely corrupt, which is really cool. So you have these different religions in the game, like you have um, Solaire's religion, which is, um, I think it's praising the sun. That's it. It's just <laughs> praise the sun. Praise the sun. You have the abyssal religion, which is just being absorbed by darkness and stuff like that. You have the clerics and all them, and you know, it's, there's a bunch of cool stuff, but thing about the game that really got me past the story past everything because dark souls is like to find the lore in that game you have to dig deep through things in the game you don't see it in the story okay and i like that about that game because you know me i'm a big lore person yes you are so this one takes place in the, the land of lordran and um lordran for me was like one of the best things in the entire soul series i loved this so much i loved how everywhere you went created a shortcut to another area and no game had ever really like done that where they kind of made like a maze style like shortcut-esque like like fighting medieval game sort of and the combat was completely new for me like the whole dodging around um worrying about your encumbrance so you wouldn't fat roll walking <laughs> at the right time fat roll what's that i've like you know i've so, never played I've only played like 10 minutes of Dark Souls because Chris challenged me to take on the first boss of Dark Souls 3 wearing nothing but skivvies. I would have been able to do it, honestly. I, I have them. I was pretty proud of myself. I got them down to half health and then he That's just awesome. murdered me. Firebombs. That's the <laughs> Black firebombs. <laughs> well, actually, I'm not even sure. Uh, number three. But, um, so, yeah. What's fat rolling? That rolling is basically you have heavy armor on, like wicked heavy armor on, and you don't have enough poise to do a regular roll with it. So poise is a stat in the game that's based off of your, uh, I think it's your constitution. Because constitution raises what you can carry and um, how your roll is affected. Okay. So basically in Dark Souls, you want to kind of like work around your stats before you start putting on some of the heavier armor or like the bigger weapons, because sometimes you would go to roll and your character would just... And then he moves so slowly, whereas I usually play a dex build, and if I go to roll, it's like a ninja flip to the side or something like that, where it's wicked quick. And, you know, fat rolling kind of sucks, because if you're up against, like, a tough boss, like, say, Ornstein and Smo were, like, my favorite bosses from this game. If you're up against Ornstein and Smo and you're fat rolling, you're probably going to get, like, killed within 20 seconds. Oh! Yeah. That's fun. So, as far as a transition, um, this game, I felt the combat was very new. It was something I'd never experienced before in, like, gaming. Um, I thought the traversal around the world as far as using bonfires and kindling to, like, travel and, um... Are those, like, your checkpoints? Yeah, they're checkpoints, but every time you go to one, uh, all the enemies respawn that you had previously killed. Oh! So it's like, you can farm with that method and get to a higher level. Okay. You know, stuff like that. You can get souls. You get souls, and souls level you up. Yeah. So, in two, they kind of messed it up a little bit. Uh, the bosses in one were harder. Way harder. They had patterns to follow that were um, much more dangerous than in two. In two, a lot of the bosses uh, didn't feel like they were threatening to, at all. Um, the sorcery system, I remember it was initially like just broken. Like, you could just kill everything with sorcery. Really? Yeah, I felt like pyromancy was not that good. 
Um, so they ruined a couple things in two, but then they re-released two and fixed a lot of things. They balanced everything out. Uh, some of the bosses became a little more difficult. Not really that much more. Dark Souls Two is considered like the baby of like all the Souls games. It's not the hardest by any means. It's probably the easiest out of the entire series. Um, but it was two was gorgeous. It really looked good. Um, I feel like it took on another like uh, more winter winter esque medieval time, whereas Lordran is like um, what you imagine England would look like during its like dark ages. Oh yeah, yeah. This felt more like uh, a winter kingdom, like um, somewhere colder, like Wales or something. Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, I felt like there was downgrades as far as um, a series went. So the transition in the series wasn't it wasn't a positive one for me as a fan. But I still played it and I enjoyed it. But I would always go back to Dark Souls 1. And I would always go back to Demon Souls as compared to playing Dark Souls 2. But then it goes to Dark Souls 3. And Dark Souls 3 was amazing. Dark Souls 3 was gorgeous. The combat was really good. Again, because it's always Dark Souls combat, so it's always really good. Um, they balanced everything in the game pretty well. I think no magic is too strong in that game. Uh, no build is too overpowered besides like one dex build where you can just stun people like crazy. But I'm pretty sure they patched that out eventually because there was one blade you get early on in the game that you could just stun everything, like keep them in like a uh, stun lock if you kept hitting them. But I'm I'm almost certain they got rid of that and like fixed it. But the bosses in Dark Souls 3 were incredibly hard for me, who is an experienced so they, Souls player. So they uh, pretty much retraced his steps back from one. Yeah, I mean, one they went was back to their roots. It was randomized, like it felt like not randomized because they all have set attack patterns until they go into their berserk mode, where it's just like more aggressive, more like it's harder to dodge, and like it was just crazy. <laughs> I felt like the game like went on steroids, and then New Game Plus. So let's not even go there. It was just, <laughs> but like it felt like I was taken back to like um, the first game of the series, except. This is what I felt the second game should have been like. It should have been harder bosses. It should have been more randomized, aggressive attack patterns from them. And the story was still very good in Dark Souls 3. It, it was like, it was, it was pretty good. Um, <laughs> but it was a Souls game and it felt, it felt like the theme matched up, if not got better, because the gear looked better, the graphics were slightly better. Souls games don't really have incredible gra graphics like most games they're uh, more based around the combat than anything and uh yeah it it was just amazing like one of the bosses uh, i think it's the unnamed king is probably one of the hardest bosses in gaming history really and, yeah he, that's a take he flies in on like this dragon like raven thing and the first half of the fight is just killing the dragon and if you live through that which it's tough to do. <laughs> then you have to fight him, and it's just as hard. And he can basically like three shot you, <laughs> even if you're like a high level character. And you geared up, yeah, geared up as hell. He's just like so strong. He's one of those hidden bosses. He's optional, completely optional. You don't have to fight him. Oh, I thought it was uh... no. He's optional. Usually, optional so bosses you... in the Soul series are bosses that will like fuck you up, like Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts. How you just don't fight him unless you're level ninety nine. Yeah. So, yeah, that was amazing for me. I was happy to get, like, an optional boss like that. That was just, like, 
wow, this is testing me as a player. Wow, this is going to kill me. Yeah, every <laughs> single time. And then um, the last game of the Soul series, which came out before Dark Souls 3, was Bloodborne. And Bloodborne took a different approach in the Soul series. It was very different combat-wise. So when you would attack something, you would regain your health that had already damaged you within a certain time period. You could regain that health back by attacking it. Mm-hmm. There was no blocking. Mm-hmm. There was only parrying with your gun or, you know, basically going in, ball the blaze, and trying to just stab this thing to death. <laughs> the combat was so smooth and quick. Armor didn't really matter as much in Bloodborne. It was more aesthetically pleasing. Um, it looked really cool. It was during like a medieval, uh, not medieval, but like a, I'd say it's London gone apocalypse, with like a little bit of like, um, that's, it's like Plague Doctor. Let's, like you look like a Plague Doctor at some point in the game. It's pretty cool. That's but cool. That game was pretty much the same as Dark Souls, except it was just a different theme. And the um, bosses there were kind of like a, a test for what was going to be Dark Souls 3 with like the whole rage mode stuff and like unpredictable attack patterns and things like that. So that game was really good. Um, but yeah, what made the series for me was just how. No matter what, the combat was the main focus over everything. The combat had to feel good, and it had to feel like you were just in a life-or-death situation, no matter what you went up against, whether it was a boss or like a group of five enemies. I'm not even kidding. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten stabbed by a little scrawny dude with a spear in the ass, and just, I'm carrying like 30,000 souls on me, and I'm just like, are you kidding and you have to run all the way back to where you died collect your souls and it's just or you get invaded you get invaded by another player online who's like way over leveled and you're just like i can't do anything i can't fucking compete it's like you either gotta run away like i would get naked i'd take off all my gear and try to hide or i'd just have to try to fight them and die because they they beat you because they're way overpowered they fixed that eventually later on where it was like around your level when people invaded but Jesus Christ, that sucked in Dark Souls 1. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what made that series a good game for me. That's good. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. Thanks, man. You are committed. What makes a game a good series for you, buddy? The story. The story is your favorite If part. they can... The story and the mechanic, like... The feel of it. Like, when you... The controls. It's bad. That you're feeling right now. <laughs> Warmth. All right. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, no, no, really. What? What is it like? What's the feel you're, you're like, like talking about? I don't. I don't like games that the controls are stupid hard to like even comprehend. Like there are games where like there's too much to do. Oh, you know what I mean? Mechanically, wise. like mechanically, this you, you want something simple. Like not simple, but like manageable. Manageable. Yeah. Simple. Not where you're having to like think. <laughs> it's more or less like well, you're like you said, you're a story based player. You, yeah. You wanna be able to- I want a good story and I want I wanna like dive deep into it. Like I want to be emotionally connected to that story. Wow. Like I'm emotionally connected to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ben. No problem. <laughs> <Always>. <laughs> ben and I have this bromance thing, and uh, it's quite lovely. 
Yeah, he thinks so. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's a great guy. But, um, do you say? Yeah, it's just the story. I find that's what really attracts me to a game in general. Just the story. If I can, if I watch a trailer and I think that story is going to be amazing, and like I said last episode. My younger self probably wouldn't be playing that game that I'm saying that I'll play right now. I'll play the hell out of it, and I will enjoy it. I know you and Chris had thoroughly enjoyed the story on Final Fantasy XIV, and that was one of the reasons he said, we had talked about it, and that was one of the reasons he thought you were able to continue playing that game as long as you were, because the story. You loved the story. He loved the story. and from I mean, I played like when it originally came out, and it was Honestly, really good. The story blew me away. I've heard it's amazing. It blows you away. And it's very well put together, I've heard. Square Enix is just oh, yeah, godly. Final Fantasy, dude. Oh, yeah. Wait till you play Final Fantasy VII, man. I'm telling you, whether you play the old one first or the new one first, you're going to love that story, and you're going to cry. It's probably going to be the new one, because... Depending on how long it takes me and Chris to go through Gears, and then we're probably going through the Halo series together. You can be the Halo series in like. Uh, it, but three me weeks. and him have like two different work schedules. He works second shift. I technically, I technically work first shift, but I could work until eight p.m. Well, I mean, now that you're on like a little thing of leave, you can play the weekends with him. And yeah. Get like you know get through at least one of the series. Gear series is kind of a shorter series. So, I mean, you might be able to beat most of those games pretty fast. Like, Chris beat Gears 5 already and took him maybe three days. Well, that's Chris. Yeah, but you have Chris on your team while you're doing it. I'm just saying, that's Chris, though. Like, Chris Platinum a game in four days. Oh, yeah, Star Wars. No, not Star Wars. It was Far Cry Primal. Oh, yeah. Okay. He platinum that game, and then he platinum Jedi Fallen Order in, like, a week. Yeah, that game's not hard to platinum. Fallen Order. I, I, if you're like a re- like Chris is somebody who like really explores everything in a game. Chris is a trophy hunter too. Yeah, he's a trophy hunter, so he's looking for a platinum. But uh, if you really want to platinum Jedi Fallen Order, I guarantee you could. It's like just find everything. There's not much to find as far as content in that game. So like, it's an amazing game. I'm not. I'm not knocking it. Like, there's a lot of content, but like, most of it is just like scanning things in VDA and then opening treasure chests. That's that's it. So just. You know, besides um, Zepho, which is the largest planet out of all of them. Yeah. Every other planet is really easy to find. I hate I hated Dagobah. Oh, not Dagobah. Dathomir. Dathomir? Why? Dathomir was my favorite <clears throat> planet. It was, like, your first time in the planet. It sucked because you had new enemies, and then those enemies were bitches. Oh, I mean, because it was hard. Yeah, it was fucking difficult my first time there. Yeah, see, the enemy I found to be difficult on Dathomir, the only one I found difficult was... Oh, I said Dagobah. The Dagobah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dathomir was hard because of that. those, like, uh, werewolf-type monsters. Yeah. Because after you kill them, they attack four times. Like, well, not four times. So, like, they have this four-swipe attack. And if you're next to them and you're at low health, what about that, like, epic boss? It was technically the boss fight of the monster that flew. Oh, I love that. My god, that was so amazing. I had some complaints about, like, how they didn't just make some of the falling points into one big cutscene. You know, like, when you're falling and you have to land directly on it sort of thing. You didn't, you wanted it to be a cutscene? I wanted it to be a cutscene. 
I liked it though. I, I thought it was cool, but I felt like I kept missing the bird. Yeah, but was, <laughs> that's what I like. It was annoying because even if you thought you were gonna land on it, sometimes you'd just be like, "Oh, never mind." You're like an inch off. And then every and, time you died, you yeah. saw your health go down. Yeah. Every single time. So you could actually die from that boss fight. You could die from that boss fight without the boss touching you. Yeah. So I, I don't know what it was like on max difficulty because I played on Jedi Knight mode because I'm a casual. I'm a filthy casual. I started playing on Jedi Knight and then I was like, all right, I just want to get to this game because I love the story. So I. Oh my god, the story was so I, good. I put on story mode and I played there and it was still difficult. Honestly, I loved it though. It, the game was still difficult on story mode. Yeah, yeah. I had trouble with uh. Who's your who's the toughest boss to you? Mine was the ninth district. Really? Yeah, that was the only boss I had trouble. Well, no, my bad. She was not the hardest. Uh, it was Malakor on on Dathomir, the guy with the two lightsabers. He was a previous. Oh player. my god! Yeah, he was she tough. Was the hardest boss. Yeah, he was. I was parrying and everything, but the parts where like I would parry, I'd go back, and then all of a sudden he'd be using force abilities on me. It was hard for me to pick that up at first because like. I'm a Souls player. I don't expect the boss to use like those abilities right back at me. So I had to lower the difficulty for that fight a little bit. Because uh, I think at that point, I yeah, yeah, I was on Jedi Knight. So I lowered it to the one below that just for that fight. I felt so ashamed. <laughs> like, oh, stop it. I played the whole, I played pretty much the whole game on story mode. Well, I hadn't died to a boss yet. I, the only boss I died to was him and the Ninth Sister. Everybody else I like beat oh, okay. first try. So I was like a little upset. I was like, I'm better than this. I'm better than this. <laughs> and even the giant bat was, I mean, I picked up its attack patterns pretty quick. It did a lot of damage. <laughs> I was just so, I was like, it's just a human, whatever. It's just a Jedi. I'll beat him. <laughs> oh, by the way, for that game. So they just announced something with the game. They uh, added some updates to it. Um, there is now a red lightsaber. Oh. They fixed some bugs. The Sith. The Sith. They fixed some bugs and they added a red Kyber crystal to the game. So you're gonna jump on that real fast. And there's a current um thing out on um the PC. Somebody created a mod for it, which is New Game Plus for the game. Really? Uh, it, the game is wasn't meant for New Game Plus. No, it wasn't. Uh, <coughs> you can tell. It's it, it like it gives you two hundred twenty force points. It gives you everything as far as gear and like accessories to change your character and all that. Like as soon as you open two hundred twenty force points. Yes, yeah, so you can get every ability. Literally. <laughs> so it's not really a new. Game. It's more like go through and destroy everything. Like things are harder. Like they're a little harder. If you if you're given two hundred twenty force points, you won't use all those. You're points. also given max stim pack. So in the game, I'm pretty sure there are. Um, 13 that you can get or something like that i had eight or nine by the time i was done with my story mode so if you collect more during the new game plus mode they add on so you can end up with like 26 and if you're in a regular fight you have 26 impacts full bd8 healing there's no way you're losing oh yeah you can no do way. that on the highest difficulty but, no way yeah um as far as what makes a game good for me, because you said story was your thing, correct? Story, yeah. Like, okay, this is this is where I can take. I'm sorry to. No, you go, you. buddy. You go. But, um, if you want to be a piece of garbage. You be a piece of garbage. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate you. 
Um, I'm such a story driven guy that I got attracted to NBA 2K because the my career had an in depth story mode and I played through it. Really? Yeah. Sports game had a story mode? Yeah. Wow. I've never played a story mode on a sports game. Well, I think it was 2K16. It was, I cried. <laughs> Your best friend gets killed in a car accident. What kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's a basketball game. Holy shit. I did not know that. I guess. It's a basketball game, and your best friend gets killed in a car accident. I've been sleeping on these games. <laughs> 2K is just a fun game in general. I love I, I love 2K. basketball. No matter whether it's in-game or out-of-game, you know? Just, I'm terrible. Oh, yeah, me too. Well, I have bad knees, as you can tell, with the You're tournament. 6'6", six six, just walk up to the hoop. I'm not Taco Fall, who's 7'7". <laughs> <seven plus seven. laughs> that sucks. Imagine what his knees feel like. Seven foot seven. Seven foot seven. That's crazy. Too much. But what makes a great game and a game series for you? So, a good game series for me is defined by the characters. The characters for me are the biggest part of the game. Uh, visually, they have to like um, look good. Not as far as like the appealing, but like they they have to fit the area where they're in. So what I mean by that is like, so we're from the Boston area. We fit in over here because we look and act like people from the Boston area. In a video game, <laughs> somebody's from uh, Midgard. I want them to look and act like they're from Midgard. I want them to fit that aesthetic. I don't want like a random. Imagine, imagine a character from Midgard acting like he's from Boston. Hey guy. <laughs> hey guy. Hey kid, you want like want to go to Dunkies and hit them packy? <laughs> Gotta get a pack of smokes. Yeah, I'll be back. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But those are awful stereotypes. Oh, yeah. Terrible. Terrible. So, like, Not everyone's like that. One of my favorite games ever is Final Fantasy VIII. And oh, yeah. We know that. Everything in that world fits together as far as characters, how they look, um, how they want to portray the world of Final Fantasy VIII. It all fits very well together. And that's why I became so absorbed with that game, uh, because of that. So the characters all have some sort of connection to the world, and uh, they all they all they all just kind of like it makes everything come together. So that's that's what I look for in a game is you know characters that fit the world around it. And you know combat is wicked important to me too. But I also have played anywhere from turn based to like live action, like just fucking dodge and get. Wreck shit, you know. I've also played first person shooters, and you can really enjoy first person. Oh, I enjoy the hell. Um, like first story mode. Wolfenstein, I think. Oh, Wolfenstein is a first person shooter, and that game is fucking amazing. That game is hard. That game's hard and gory. (laughs) Yeah, man, I loved it. I think Wolfenstein originally was just like a reskin for Doom. What do you think Chris looks in for a game? What do I think Chris looks in for a game? I, I mean, I could give him a call right now. No, I don't want to give Chris a call. <laughs> I'll give him a call. Let's see what he says. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I don't know if he can hear you from Florida. <laughs> Hello? Hi, bud. What's up? So we're recording the fourth episode right now, and me and Tyler want to know what you look for in a game and a game series. Oh, man. 
streaming it right now? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're recording oh. right now. Oh, um, goddamn! Ah, uh, we always gotta, we gotta keep it, we gotta keep it flowing. We gotta, we gotta surprise you. Um, probably story and character. Oh wow! Me and Ben just said both of those things. I said the story part, and Tyler explained how he likes the character part. I like uh, story and character development. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, you enjoy your uh, time in the magical land of uh, non-existent Florida. Yep, I will. (laughs) All right, we'll see you when you get back. (laughs) Bye. Bye. So I think that's a good uh, spot for us to wrap up this week. But I really enjoyed this one. Chris will be back with us next week. Chris will be back with us next week. And, um... We'll be hopefully having some more gaming news for you guys after the holidays. Sorry if this was a short one. Uh, we got uh, yeah. Christmas Eve is coming up. Things well, like that. It is Christmas Eve, Tyler. Yeah, well, Christmas Eve is here. It is upon us. It's the day the Grinch stole Christmas. You know, prior to tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this has been awesome. And um, keep on tuning in, guys. Keep on tuning in. Uh, you have any if you would like to DM us or ask us questions, oh, yeah. DM us on Twitter at NYAGPod on Twitter and email us at NYAGPod at gmail.com. I will be there to harass you and answer your questions. Yes, Tyler runs our Twitter and enjoy that because Tyler is. Tyler is an experience when it comes to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for us. And play more, more games. games.